Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. Now, if you're a long-time listener, you may hear a slightly different quality in my voice this week. It may sound a little bit more husky, a little bit more, I don't know, uh, let's go with bad boy sexy than normal. That is because I'm coming off having a cold for the last week. So uh, I'd say apologies if you don't like the new husky cold voice and uh, you're welcome if you do like it and find it a little bit more distinguished or like more of a radio presenter's voice. But either way, we are going to continue ahead with bringing you some amazing life-changing content this week. Uh, This week, I'm really excited to dive into the topic of how to overcome worrying about what other people think of you. So if you're someone who tends to worry a lot about what other people are thinking, then this is the episode for you because that's something that I actually struggled with for a very long time and there's a few key realizations and concepts and takeaways that I'm going to share with you in today's podcast that really helped me overcome that and no longer have to worry about what other people thought. It is a very freeing place to reach where you can walk into a room where you can meet new people and not be stuck in your head, stressing and overthinking and worrying about what they're thinking of you at that time. So with that said, and with the uh, very sexy, husky, cold voice helping me out this week, let's get into this week's episode of the podcast. Okay, so to start this week's podcast off, I wanted to actually share a couple of personal stories about my own experience of struggling with worrying about what other people thought of me, Uh, as well as some of the key lessons and takeaways that I gained from those stories and from those moments. So the first story I really want to share with you is, geez, I was, what, 17 at the time? Now, for those who don't know me, I actually went through most of my childhood being quite overweight. and for lack of a better word, like a human chameleon. Basically, I was always trying to people please and be what I thought would make other people like me. So, you know, if that meant being the class clown, I'd be the class clown. If that meant being serious, I'd be serious. Basically, I had no idea who I was for me because I was so busy putting on all these masks to try and appeal to everyone else's idea of me. And obviously, that's a tough thing to start with. But then you know, on top of that, as, as kids do, I was getting bullied quite a bit in school uh, and, and picked on. And that really took chunks out of my, my self-esteem and my self-confidence. And I'll never forget one of the first lessons I had about worrying about what other people thought of me. Now, it was with one of my first ever coaches. I remember saying to him, uh, I'm sick of being bullied. I'm sick of being picked on. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And he stopped and turned to me and said, Declan, when does it hurt the most? And I said, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean. And he said, when, when are you hurting the most in the day? And I thought about it and realized that I was most upset and struggling most with you know, anxiety and self-doubt and overwhelm when I was in bed at the end of the day, thinking back on the day, you know, thinking about what the bully said, thinking about what they did, and then getting stuck in my head and worrying about the next day, you know, what was going to happen at school the next day. And so I said to him, It hurts the most when I'm in bed at night. And he looked at me and said, that's interesting. Are the bullies in bed with you? And, of course, I I laughed a little bit and went, what? No, of course they're not. What are you fucking saying? I don't understand. 
And he goes, well, you said it hurts the most when you're in bed, but the bullies aren't there. So who's actually hurting you, mate? And I realized that I was actually hurting myself. Now, don't get me wrong. Things people say and do in the moment can have an effect on how we feel. But normally it's us revisiting it and rethinking it and overthinking it for the hours and days and weeks after the event that causes the most hurt. It's us holding onto the suffering. There's a great saying uh, by the Buddha that says, suffering is not holding onto you. You are holding onto suffering. And that is exactly what I was doing. And when I realized that, it became a lot easier for me to start to let go of it, to go, well, hang on, the bullies aren't here. I would literally used to say to myself in my head, the bullies aren't in bed with me. Like I'm beating myself up. Stop it. And I realized that as I began to take responsibility for how I felt and what I was thinking, it was a lot easier to learn to let go of it. You know, when we blame everyone else um, and start going, you know, it's, it's because of them, then, you know, they're making me feel this way. Well, then as long as those people are around or that situation's around, we're always going to feel like that because that's what we're training our brain to do as a response. There's another great way to think of this that is, um, Nobody can drive you up the wall unless you give them the keys to the car, right? So I'd given the keys to how I felt about myself to the, to the bullies and, and was buying into what they were saying. And so many people now go through life going, you know, worrying about what other people think because they've given them the car keys. They've given them the keys to their car and they're not taking responsibility for their own feelings anymore. So there's one thing I can encourage you to take away from this first story in this first section of this week's podcast. It's that your emotions, your feelings about yourself are your own responsibility. And nobody can, can drive you up the wall until you've given them the keys to the car. The bullies are not in bed with you. But right? a lot of the suffering, a lot of the overthinking, a lot of the worrying, a lot of the hurt, you're doing to yourself. And that can be really overwhelming when you first realize that. But it's also very freeing because if you're doing it to yourself, it means you can learn to stop doing it to yourself. And that is such a huge positive change. So the next story that I wanted to share with you all today is actually a much more recent one, only, uh, geez, two years ago, three years ago. Uh, what had happened is I'd gotten married uh, very happily and I'd put on a little bit of comfort weight. Now, at the same time, I'd had an injury to my back and was unable to exercise for quite a few months. But then I continued on that. I'm not blaming the injury. I definitely... Uh, allowed myself to not go back to exercise for longer than I should have um, or would have liked to in hindsight. And so what happened was I started putting on weight, started putting on weight, started being less healthy, less fit. And then I decided enough's enough, time to get fit and healthy again. Now, before I was a coach, before I was running BU coaching and working in emotional intelligence and well-being, I was in the fitness industry. And so I went to um, F45 at Green Hills and decided to do a workout there. And lo and behold, the person I was paired up with was actually one of my old clients from when I was a PT. And instantly I got in my head. You know, I was like, oh my God, what's she going to think of me? I've let myself go. I'm not as fit as I once was. I'm not as healthy. You know, she's going to be judging me. She's going to be like, wow, like he's not what he once was. And I got so in my head that I didn't enjoy the workout. In fact, I hated the workout. I was overthinking it the whole time. I was worried about what my my, my client, uh, old client was thinking of me as we were working out together doing this partner workout. You know, I was struggling to keep up with her. I was judging myself and beating myself up. And at the end of the workout, I went, that was fucked. I'm not going back. Stuff this. And for the next two weeks, I didn't go back and exercise again. 
Anyway, after like over those two weeks, I realized that, well, hang on, that's not going to solve anything. So I went back in for another workout and I actually pulled her aside because she was there again and said, hey, um, you know, I haven't been back for the last two weeks. And she said, yeah, yeah I, th- I thought you'd been away. I said, well, I haven't actually been away. I've, I've not come back because I really didn't like the first workout. And she asked me why. And I opened up and said, well, because the whole time I was so worried about what you were thinking of me uh, during the workout. Like I was worried about you judging me and thinking I'd, you know, put on weight and I wasn't as fit as I was or wasn't as healthy and that I should keep up. And you know, I was worried I wasn't meeting the expectations you had of me as someone who used to be your personal trainer. And then the funniest thing happened. She laughed and she said to me, Declan, to be honest, I didn't think about you once in that entire workout. I was too busy trying to survive the goddamn thing. Like it was a hard workout. I was not thinking about you at all. I know you were next to me in the workout, but at no point in that workout was my mind like, oh, Declan used to be fitter. Um, And that's when I realized 99% of the time when we're worried about what other people are thinking of us, they're not actually thinking about us. Like think about it. When, When you are in a room and someone enters, do you automatically start judging them and spend the whole night thinking about them? No. Right? There's a great saying that says we're all slightly self-absorbed creatures. 90% of the time, we're thinking about ourselves. So when we worry about everyone else thinking about us or judging us, you know, I still take faith and, and take comfort in the knowledge that chances are they're not actually thinking about me. Chances are they're thinking of themselves. And it's just a fun little trick. You know, next time you're entering an uncomfortable situation or you're meeting someone new or going into a, a social event, just give yourself that little reminder of, okay, chances are no one here is actually thinking of me. They're thinking of themselves. That's completely human and normal to do. I don't need to worry. And it, it, it sounds simple and it sounds basic, but I do believe that it's the most simple little reframes and perception changes that make the biggest difference to our well-being. So definitely give that a go. Next time you're going into a situation where you would normally overthink and worry about what people are thinking of you, just give yourself that gentle little reminder that, Hey, chances are they're not even thinking about you in the first place anyway. Now for the final lesson of this podcast episode, I don't really have a good story for it, but it's probably the most mind-blowing and definitely the most powerful takeaway from the episode, which is to realize that it's never actually been about what other people think of you in the first place. Now what I mean by that, because I know this whole episode has been about how to overcome worrying about what other people think of you. And it can be quite confronting to then turn around and say, well, hang on, it's never actually been about what other people think about you in the first place. Let me explain. Let's say now, unless you're a listener who has pink hair, uh, in which case substitute a different color, but let's say I met you and I said, oh my God, I hate that you dyed your hair pink. That looks ridiculous. It looks silly. What were you thinking? You're crazy. Why would you do that? As I said, unless you're someone with pink hair, that wouldn't hit home for you. In fact, you'd probably laugh or maybe be confused and you'd be like, man, Declan's lost it. Like I don't have pink hair. He's crazy. And what happens there is because my perception of you doesn't even come close to matching up with your perception of yourself, it bounces off. It's like water off a duck's back. Whereas if I said something to you that you were already thinking about yourself, or you were already worried about yourself, or maybe an insecurity about yourself, that's when it's going to hurt. Because 
this is what I mean when I say it's never been about what other people think of you in the first place. It's that you're worried they're going to confirm what you're already thinking about yourself. I'll say that again because, man, it is so powerful. We're not worried about what other people think of us. We're worried that people are going to confirm what we're already thinking about ourselves. Right? If it doesn't even closely match up to or align with how you think of yourself, same as the pink hair thing, like it bounces straight off. But if you buy into it by like 1%, if you believe it, that's when it hurts. That's when you'll start to overthink it. That's when you'll start to worry about it over and over again. And again, that can seem so confronting and overwhelming when you first realize it because it takes away the blame game. No longer can you go, well, I'm worried about them judging me. You're not. You're worried that they're going to confirm what you're thinking about yourself already. But that is so freeing because it reminds us that we've got the ball in our court. If it's always been about what other people thought of you, well, that means you have to go through life trying to control the opinion of 7 billion people, or at least the opinion of everyone you come into contact with. That's what leads people to be a human chameleon. That's exactly why I was a human chameleon in high school. And that's a huge problem, right? It distorts our sense of self. It creates more anxiety, more stress, more overwhelm than just being true to ourselves, right? So it is so powerful to go, well, hang on. It's not about what other people are thinking of me. It's about what I'm thinking of myself. And that means that no longer do you have to try and people please everyone you meet and control their opinions. You just need to focus on cultivating your own self-esteem, your own self-perception. If you can build your self-worth, self-esteem, self-love, whatever you want to call it, to a point where you genuinely know that you are a good person, where you genuinely know that you're proud of who you are, that you genuinely have a good relationship with your body, for example, then when other people try and challenge that, it's like them saying you've got pink hair. It doesn't match up. It bounces off. And now I know that can be scary because it means that you're going to have to start looking internally. You're going to have to look within rather than looking outwards all the time and blaming others. But let me promise you, it is the most freeing thing you can do to take responsibility for your own self-image, to take responsibility for your own self-perception and put in the work to learn the skills and strategies required to improve your self-perception, to build your self-esteem, to build your self-worth. Because when you do that, you will spend so much less time wasting your time and energy worrying about what other people think because you'll realize it's never been about that. It's always just been about are they going to confirm what you're already thinking about yourself. Now, to bring this episode to a close, let's quickly revisit what we looked at. If you are someone who struggles with worrying about what other people think, if you struggle uh, with social anxiety, with overthinking, with self-doubt, remember there's three main takeaways from this week's episode. The first one is to take emotional responsibility. The bullies are not in bed with you and nobody can drive you up the wall until you give them the keys first, right? How you feel about yourself and how you think about yourself, 100% your responsibility. The second one is to remember that chances are people aren't thinking about you anyway, right? The real likelihood is they're thinking about themselves and they're not even thinking about you. 
And the third one, the one that I believe is the most important is to remember that it's never been about what other people think anyway. It's that you're worried they're going to confirm what you think about yourself, which means that if you work on your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your well, uh, your emotional intelligence and well-being, you no longer have to waste time and energy worrying about other people. Now, if you're someone who has recognized that that is your step forward and you go, man, like that, he's 100% right. That is something that I want to do. I want to build my self-worth. I want to build my self-esteem. I want to build my self-confidence and overcome this anxiety and self-doubt and overthinking and worrying about other people's thoughts, then let me promise you, you're in the right place. Now, I've said it multiple times on the podcast before, but I'll say it again. The best way to learn a new skill, which self-worth, self-esteem, self-confidence, emotional well-being, they're all skills. The best way to learn those skills is by working with a mentor or a coach. So to help you out, we've organized for all the listeners of this podcast to get a complimentary connection call with one of our highly trained coaches. All you've got to do is email grow, G-R-O-W, at bucoaching.org and say that you'd like to claim your complimentary connection call. Start taking the steps to build your self-esteem, your self-worth, your self-confidence so that you no longer have to waste time and energy worrying about what other people think. Now, as always, it means the world to us when you share the podcast around. We cannot impact a trillion lives without you. It has meant so much to me to see more and more people spreading this podcast and sharing it around and encouraging their loved ones, their friends and family to also start looking after their well-being by listening to the episodes. So as always, if you're listening and you love what we've done today, feel free to favorite the podcast, leave a review, uh, screenshot it and put it up on your social media channels. Make sure you tag us, BU underscore coaching and Declan Edwards underscore BU. Use the hashtag BU with Declan Edwards so we can check it out and interact with you guys. From the bottom of my heart, it does mean the world to not only me, but our entire team to see that we're making a positive difference in the world and a positive difference that's much larger than ourselves thanks to your help in spreading the word. So with that said, for another week, I'm going to go rest my voice now and let it recover. But for another week, from the bottom of my heart all the way out to yours, be empowered, be exceptional, and be you. I'll see you next time.